Welcome to the This Is A Man's World, She Who Dares Wins podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and right here I discuss my experiences of being trapped in a man's world of construction for 12 years, as well as having special guests and conversations with other women who are not only surviving, but thriving in their own world of traditionally male-dominated careers. We're sharing the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright hilarious experiences. Welcome to This Is A Man's World podcast, She Who Dares Wins, and joining me for this episode is Kelly Ireland, one badass plumber, um, and a mom and a, a pretty incredible Instagrammer. There you go, I've said it. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you, I'm glad to be here. No worries. Um, so yeah, I feel like I really already know you through Instagram, but the world of social media is a little bit crazy and I obviously don't know you that well. So let's just jump straight in and tell me how you became a plumber. Um, so it kind of ended up falling into my lap. I, uh, it was never like a dream of mine to be in any type of trade. I went, you know, halfway through nursing school because my guidance counselor said they make the most money. Like, I just really had no idea what I wanted to do. I liked cooking, but there was no money in it. Um, so we were trying to get my kid's father into plumbing. My dad's a union plumber, so we were trying to get him in the union, and he really, he he's a chef, like, that's his passion. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm like, I don't want to be a cook anymore. Like, I'm tired of smelling like grease. It's fun, but, like, I'll, I'll go do plumbing. So I just applied. I went to, like, some diversity pre-apprenticeship class thing. It was really, I don't know, not, it was, it was interesting. But, um, so it, it didn't necessarily prepare me in the way I thought it would prepare me. But it definitely was, like, a nice stepping stone into the unions and, like, you know, I mean, those classes were mostly male. And so it was, like, a nice stepping stone into that perspective. But I, um, yeah, so I I didn't really pick it. I just kind of, like, needed a career after I became a mom and wanted to get out of the kitchen. Interesting. So... I say it like, so you found, or the industry kind of found you. Um, do you think, have it, do you say your dad was a plumber? Yeah, he's, he, so I'm technically fourth generation. Wow, okay. Um, second, second generation union. So my, my great great grandfather was like a plumbing engineer type. Like he did, like he more, I guess before they did a lot more engineering in plumbing. Um, my, did I say great, great, so that was great grandfather, okay. uh, sorry, and then my grandfather is, was a plumber and a business owner, so he contracted plumbers, and then my dad was a union plumber. Okay, and did they ever, um, did they ever think that you would become a plumber or ever encourage it, or was it something that came to a bit of a shock for them? So, well, my, so only my dad is still living out of, out of the four of us. Okay. Um, no, not at all. Like we, he kind of suggested it to my brothers, like if they wanted to do that instead of college, but he didn't even necessarily push it on them. Like trades work, I guess in the nineties, like really declined people, like everyone just wanted to go to college, Right. I guess. Um, so, so that's, what it was and and certainly not that they discouraged it it just wasn't thought about it just was not even like not that it wasn't an option but it wasn't a an option that we ever considered so and but actually my dad wrote my letter of recommendation which is like one of the nicest things I ever read and he said out of I'm one of 10 he said out of 10 of us 
that he thinks I would probably do the best in the field. Like, I, I, I'm a hard worker. I'm a go-getter. So, like, I mean, there's definitely my, – my one brother, he would be really good too, but he didn't want to do the trade. Wow. So you, you, it, it, it's just nice to read that, like, from yeah. my dad and, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think um, there's a lot of trades women that I speak to, and they've either been influenced by a dad or – you know, nine times out of 10 been very well supported. I mean, my dad's the same. He's, he's nothing to do with construction. Um, but he is like one of my best supporters. And I, I think that's so important. Everyone that I'm speaking to, I'm hearing that father figures, um, like I say, have been incredibly in su- supportive. So it's really nice to hear that. And like you're one of 10. How many, how many boys and how many girls? So uh, there's, Seven girls, thank God my dad was a plumber, right? Yeah. All that hair. Um, and, then, and then there was three boys, so he was outnumbered. Okay, okay, okay. But that's, yeah, that's so nice that, like, you know, he kind of singled you out as, as someone. Yeah, that that's, that must have been amazing. Yeah, it, it was nice. Uh, it just, like, it, the whole letter, you know, I mean, parents dote on their kids but like being one of 10 I guess you don't necessarily like a letter of recommendation is just like makes you a shining star so Mm -hmm. it just was so nice to read those words from my dad like especially going into his trade which I was definitely nervous about but I I went in blind like my I was never like his apprentice I never you know went to side jobs or watched him do anything it just really was like I mean he was a plumber but he was a plumber and he had to work so it wasn't like oh let's bring the kids along got you yeah so but um and also he did like um he went into sketching so he he ended up staying in the office actually i did work for him in high school in the office okay so not not plumbing more like i was his copy girl right which is fine and i would rather be out in the field any day Okay, so you went in completely blind into this industry and throughout your training and then like your first couple of years, how much of the industry was like a shock to you? I would say, I mean, like I'm a commercial plumber, um, so if nobody looks at buildings the way a construction worker, I think, looks at buildings and it just, it like opens your eyes, you know, um, you, you undress buildings with your eyes. Like I drive downtown and I, I just am like, I want to see that building naked. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's like, that's like, you know, what, what turns me on. I'm just like, I love the core of a building. I love the guts of a building. So I guess being put into that world was just, I mean, it wasn't like a bad shock, but it was just like this like whole new world of like beautiful stuff, like things like the lines. And I I just, I really, I really have a a great appreciation for it. Um, You know, my dad's a sketcher. So I always heard stories from Mm -hmm. him, like about climbing out on beams and things like that. And now with OSHA regulations, it's a little bit like you can't just go out the way he used to, but um, it just, it made me like want that. Like, I just want to go to the edge of the building. I want to feel the air. I want to do plumbing out in the open a thousand feet in the air. Like that's just, it, it's so fun to me. Yeah. And to be honest, that from like your Instagram stories and your pictures, it makes me insanely jealous because I've always, whenever I've um, worked on a project, it's always been building wise, relatively small. I've done like roads, bridges, um, uh, yeah highway systems and then like landfill and I've done pretty much every project r- other than a high-rise building and I would just love and you're in an incredible city as well and some of your pictures are, in, are, are absolutely amazing but I'd love to work on a big project like I, I um, saw the other day that you revisited a hotel that I'm guessing you you worked on and that you were quite passionate about um, it must be nice looking back in a, you know, in the city and seeing projects that you worked on and knowing that you started almost from the very beginning. Yeah, that, I, I mean, it, that's 
super, super rewarding. It's really, I mean, it's humbling, but also, like, so gratifying to have your kids, like, drive through and say, my mom built that, yeah. like, to the highest building in the city. That's really, I, I just, I really do love that. Especially, like, when I was a kid, I pointed to the buildings and said, my dad built that. Like, so, and now I'm doing the same thing, and my kids get to say the same thing. I really, that's like, I, I really love that part of it. Um, yeah, high rises, if you can ever get on a high rise, I mean, call me, I will give you some tips. Mm-hmm. But uh, they are, fun. like, I watched the surveyors for high rises, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, it seems it's like a whole different world. They're like on the edge of the building. They got to shoot from, you know, all the way to the top down to the street. It's, it's really amazing to watch. And, and that's what I mean by like some of the stuff people don't think about, like in construction or the building of buildings is like even the surveyor, like it's not just plumbing. It's not just carpentry. There's so many aspects in a building that people touch and are a part of. And it's like the history of that building all wrapped up yeah it's um it is pretty incredible like you say the amount of work and and different trades men and women that get on a project like i do think people overlook it um i'm always barking on about it but people must think oh god she's sad like um i have this joke with my brother we talk about stuff that we've built and and we say oh it's definitely not talk that we could do down the pub to friends because they'd just be rolling their eyes <laughs> I think actually the more you talk to people about projects the more they understand actually what goes into them um, and you do that amazingly through Instagram I feel like I'm there on site with you um, so yeah you're a great storyteller so anyone out there listening right now you need to I'll put a, um, a link in the description but you need to go and follow Kelly because you do some incredible stories. Just jumping back a little bit to um, okay. to your kids, and you said, you know, it makes you proud that that they can point out buildings you've worked on. How, yeah, how do they feel about you know their mom going off to work on a construction site? Is that something normal? I'm guessing not within you know like their school friends or how do they feel? You know, it's it's funny because that is one thing that I also remember as a kid is like not wanting to tell people that my dad was a plumber. Really? Like, the word plumber meant, I guess, I don't know if it was, like, an association I made as a child or, like, in this country. Like I said, like, like we really undervalue um, labor work and trade work. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, if you didn't go to college, it must mean that you're not smart. And if you have to work with your hands, then you have no brain. It's just a mentality that has been built up. So I wonder if that's why I thought that. But it's actually the opposite now. I mean, maybe because I'm a woman or maybe also because it's there's like a big labor movement. There's a push for it, men and women, to get back in. So, um, but yeah, my kids say like they're... My son actually is not as proud. <laughs> he just is like, he's like, can I play video games? Okay, yeah, it's cool that you're a plumber. Like, what, which answer gets me on, on a screen? Like, well, what my daughter, she does. She tells people, oh, that's my mom. She's a plumber. It's funny. She'll say, oh, my mom has big muscles. Mom, show your muscles. <laughs> don't show it in front of the boys. Just their girlfriends. Like, she doesn't like me embarrassing her. <laughs> He just yelled from the other room, I hear you. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Um, I think 10, perhaps not even 10 years ago. I mean, I went to university, but I think if I'd have said to my mom and dad before I went to university, look, I'm going to go and work in construction, they would have been a little bit horrified. But now, uh, both me and my brother work alongside a lot of graduate engineers and then also labourers. And because in the UK, it must be the same in the US, uh, we have so much construction work that needs to get done that is being funded and just not enough tradesmen and women that it's now becoming um, so popular and needs to as well. Because, I mean, I, I work along tradesmen like bricklayers, electricians, plumbers, who are earning in some um, situations as much as a doctor. Uh, and I don't think... Yeah. Mu- 
I don't think money's talked about enough within colleges because it was assumed that a trade, you know, wasn't as good as going to college, like you said. And I think that's completely flipped now. And if you work hard enough and you are good at your trade, it's the next five to 10 years. It could be incredible for so many people that don't want to go to university and come out with an insane amount of debt. Um, so I think that's really important that you've you've kind of said that any listeners out there that are thinking, you know, I sometimes feel like they have to go to university to do a certain degree, um, that the trades actually has so much to offer. Right. And they train you. I mean, most most will train you. You become an apprentice and then it, whether it's trade school or here, a union apprenticeship, like no debt. I mean, maybe if a trade school has a tuition, but mm-hmm. compared compared to universities, it's it's the it's astronomical. Like nobody can leave college and buy houses the way it used to be back in the eighties and the early nineties. Like yeah. no one, no one in their early twenties are buying houses because they can't buy a house. They have to pay off the house that they just bought in college, you know, and and that's how much college tuition is is becoming. Just to talk about unions, because I'm always confused. I, I um, did an interview with Barbara Rez, who is the woman who built Trump Tower. And she was chatting to me about unions. And I was like, oh, we don't really have, we used to have unions over here, but for tradesmen and women, as as well as I know, I've looked into this, we don't really have unions like you guys do. Just explain to me a little bit what being part of a union means. So here, um, the building trades unions are, are pretty unique. Um, they offer, I mean, they just, they still offer you livable wages along with the benefits and as well as, you know, how to prepare for retirement. So whether it's a pension, generally it's a pension as well as some type of annuity or 401k saving plan. Mm-hmm. But, um, so all that comes in with your package. It's, you know, it, it used to be all provided by your employer or through your employer, whether they would match you or just offer the program or, but now it's like less and less employers offer those types of benefits. You have to, you know, seek your own way. So, so being in a union provides all that for you, a, a sense of security, um, job security, uh, so, and then as well as the training. So most unions have their own apprenticeship. They all are very different, like with how you apply, how you, what kind of apprenticeship you have, um, how long, but so they train you in class and then put you to work during your apprenticeship so that you learn on the job as well. Okay. So now, and then, and then like the, the best part of a union is, is what like, Everybody is equal. So you're a journeyman, you make this amount. You're an apprentice of this year, you know, first year makes this amount. Second year makes that amount. Mm. And everybody's equal. Like, it's not like men can really get a chance to uh, make more than a woman. Right. Um, or earn more benefits. There certainly are ways around that. You can obviously offer men over time and not a woman um and other things like that but it's so less likely in a union just because of the the security and support system through your local so they put there's so many checks and balances that that generally it gets regulated i'm not saying that they're perfect obviously everything comes with its flaws but I would never, like, when, when I, I just always assume women are in unions, and whenever I hear they're not, I'm like, you just, you just have to get in a union, like, is the security, and the equal pay, and equal hours, and the safety, even the safety, like, union jobs are generally a lot safer, the, the contractors are, you know, uh, required to provide the type of equipment, whatever the protection equipment is needed for the job. Like, so there's a lot to that, you know, with, with unions, it's, it's just, there's a lot more oversight checking in on unions to create a more equal playing field. 
Sounds like something we definitely need in the UK, even if it's just for, like you say, the equal pay. Um, because, I mean, it's crazy that even not just between men and women, but over here, you've only got to work through if you're freelance a different agency from someone else. And the rate of pay can um, difference can be huge. And it's just, uh, yeah, it needs monitoring and it, and it needs um, the media to pick up on it as well because everything kind of gets brushed under the market. So actually having a union sounds pretty good. I, I think, um, yeah, I'd be very interested if the UK did something similar. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, see, I grew up, my father was union. He raised 10 kids on a union. So I'm, I'm diehard pro-union. You know, like you cannot... You cannot raise families today in the United States on, like, one fixed income. You need generally mom and dad working Mm -hmm. or whatever the family dynamic is. But, you know, my mom stayed home with 10 kids and my dad worked. And we, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't go into debt or anything, but we lived a good life. Like, I lived a really, you know decent life other than you know maybe I didn't get enough attention because there were 10 of us (laughs) 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 I was just gonna say you you pick the best industry for like attention good or bad um yeah let's that's 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 a nice thing to roll into um so you're in the plumbing in well you're, you're in construction uh how do you find it I mean I've been in 12 years and it's ups ups and downs I come home and I think oh my god it's such a shit show what I work in um there's the 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 good the bad the ugly uh how do you fare after all these years where do you stand on the industry so I I mean I absolutely love going to work I, I love work. I love being at work. I love working. Um, but is it a shit show? Yes. <laughs> yes, quite literally. <laughs> so, I mean, whether it, there's so many different aspects, it could be the contractor you work for, it could be the general contractor, it could be other contractors mm-hmm. who are, you know, annoying. It could be personality issues, which, you know, could can happen so but that that's usually like my biggest struggle is is sometimes personality like just personality um I have a hard time working with people with a with no work ethic right I guess I'm I come into the community and or the community into construction and I'm expected to outwork someone but don't overwork them and make them look bad i'm expected to you know pick up the same weight but um but i have to act like a late like all these double standards I just, yeah like can we all work and just work so but i find you know there's and you know it's it's a man's world so they're comfortable in it they're comfortable you know shooting the shit with each other and and when they shoot the shit with each other they don't, aren't called, like, gossipers. They're not saying that they socialize too much. If I say hi to someone, it's, oh, she talks to everyone. <laughs> and and I, I'm, I I have the gift of gab. I certainly do. I can talk to everyone. I'm like, just give me the work and keep me busy, and then I won't chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what do you want me to tell you? So, but... But it it can I mean it has its ups and downs. Um, but overall, I I love the industry and and as much as I say like guys can give you a hard time, I really have been so lucky. Mm-hmm. I've had many supportive partners, many guys who are willing to teach and who don't look at me like a girl and who don't you know call me hun after every single sentence like and and that. That's where it really like you. It makes you feel at home. It makes you feel like you're one of them and like you belong. And and I really love that. And and I've I've been lucky. I've heard horror stories. I've I've had some horror stories. You know, nothing too extreme, but 
certainly not what some other women face, you know, maybe in less populated areas, it's harder or different lines of work, it might be different or, you know, just different personalities. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think you've re- yeah, that's a really good point there because I um, often think about situations when I go and do talks or if I'm talking to other women in the industry and I hear horror stories and I think, oh, you know, it is rough and there are personality, like you say, differences with personalities that have come across over the years and had hard times. But like I'd say a good 85 to 90% of the time, I, again, the same as you, has had very supportive fellow male workers. Otherwise, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have stayed this long in the industry. I've had an amazing time. I've loved, absolutely loved working alongside men and only men. Um, and, you know, being part of the banter, enjoying, um, the work side of things as well. And when I hear stories from other women, and I know this is wrong of me, and I've questioned it before with other people, I've said, is it is it my personality that's able you know enabled me to get as far as I have uh, and that's no disrespect to women that have had ill treatment because you know it doesn't matter what type of personality you are no one should be mistreated at all but do you feel like because you've got the gift of the gab that's helped you do you feel like certain personalities can thrive in the industries and, and other personalities perhaps should should stay away from you know, going into a trade just because of how, I guess, the word rough the construction industry can be. I like to, yeah, I like to think it is very rough around the edges still in today's age. Yes, it is very. We just talked about that today, how rough it is. But for, as for women personalities, this is, it is so easy and, and you just explained that you can fall into it. I definitely fall into it to just judge based on the fact that they're a woman. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're a woman having a hard time. Is it because of personality? Which, certainly, it could be. But I always, like, whenever I find myself, um, like, being Mm gender-specific, I just say, you know, how many... Just as many men don't belong in the trades as women. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) They still have such an easy path. So the amount of men who don't belong is at a much higher ratio, I would say, you know, or percentage yeah. because there are. So I, that's, I always have to like put that in perspective. I see, you know, people say, oh, it's because she's weak or little. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many partners have I had? And I, I question, can he pick up a length of cast iron, 10 feet, four inch diameter? Like, mm-hmm. can, can you? Wing it on your shoulder and carry it across because you know what? I'm doing it. You better be able to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, then, and then that happens with a girl and I'm like, okay, but also how many guys have I come across who don't do it? And I have. Yeah. But if it's a girl, it's always gender like specific. Oh, it's because she's too bubbly or she's too emotional or, but I see it in the men too. So my answer is just like anyone, any gender, there is it's specific personality traits that fit. Like it doesn't matter what you're packing downstairs. Mm-hmm. It, it just is overall like can, I mean, you do need a thick skin, but you don't have to be insensitive to be in the trades. You do need to be strong, but you don't have to be a bodybuilder to mm-hmm. be in the trades. You do have to be, you know, aware you need to be aware of your surroundings i find that like that's that's key like and and that's one thing that i i see that women when they get on jobs they kind of are aware maybe it's because we're new to the trades in general like overall Mm -hmm. so our keenness is on point you know like we think things differently and and i think that's important to have on the trades. so i really i i think I think each gender can offer its stereotypical gender qualities, but it's it doesn't have to be a gender thing. Like we need to get over that part of it and just say, like you know, you just overall, this is the kind of character you need to have. Yeah, I like that. I like taking. Um, I think there is so much talk about gender and 
sometimes I get a little bit frustrated when there is like organizational groups or um women that connect in a group and, and and sometimes you get too deep into conversation about it's because I'm a woman it's because of this and actually when you step back and um like you, like you just discussed it's it's down to personality and if we take gender out you're right there's so many men that I know that couldn't hack it in the construction industry and so many of my female friends that I know could hack it physically mentally um and uh, you know having any ability to do the job so I, I really like that perspective Howdy folks, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just want to say thanks for listening. And if you did want to support the podcast, then you may consider heading over to a Patreon account where for less than the price of a coffee a month, you can get yourself some extra goodies from this super, super podcast. And you will also be supporting the podcast for future episodes. Thanks for listening. I'm hearing that in the US, um, you guys, your representation of trades women is still low, as low as ours possibly. I think ours is 11% in the construction industry are women and only 1% actually work out on site. Only one? I think, yeah. I think it was like, ours is pretty low, but I feel like 14 was the number. But I don't okay. know if that includes juniors and that sort of thing. Right. And if do you have you ever come across another female on site? Oh, yeah. That's one thing about working in the city and and union actually, I suppose um lots of women. So I have I mean, certainly not in comparison to how many men, but I walk down the street from, I just posted about this the other day, but I, I, I walk down the street and I see a woman with a hard hat. Like I'm like, hello, <laughs> be my friend. So, and I do. And there's like on the job site, there's some nice camaraderie mm-hmm. with that, you know, but I've given my, I, I give my number out to, to new women that I meet, like, hey, if you need a porta potty key, if you need the combination, if you need a tampon, if you need to cry, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, you know what? I probably need all of the above. <laughs> yeah. So, and and I I really come on strong with that. So, but I feel like so many women are are scared to reach out, and it's just. I'm willing to put my foot out there. And if we don't end up being friends, we don't end up being friends. That's okay. But at least they don't feel like they're alone. That's what I hear most, especially like women outside of cities is there's no other women. They, they don't have anyone to talk to or chat with and, and they're nervous to approach because, because women can be vicious. Like our, our, we're known to be competitive with one another and, I think in this industry, we just need to let each other know we're all on each other's team. Yeah, I think that's right. And and I think Instagram and YouTube and the social media is really helping that. So many emails and messages and I'm seeing, you know, women out there that even, you know, I look up to and, and send messages to as well because sometimes it feels like that's all there is. I mean, in the UK, we have we've had a couple of event, events that I've been to and they seem to be predominantly uh, dominated by office workers in construction and whilst I have nothing against that you know women that break the glass ceiling that's incredible and they go into senior management and CEO amazing but then I look around and I'm like where are the, where are the trades trades women where, where are these girls and then there'll be like a small group and I'll go over and talk to a brickie or a roofie and we're kind of looking at each other saying there's got to be more more out there um and and yeah, it's it's like, are they afraid to talk up, or um, do they just feel so secluded and on their own? But through social media, I think things are changing. And so, as much as I loathe social media sometimes, um, I think it's positive for our industry and something that needs to go from strength to strength. I think the Aussies are doing really good. Um, you know, I feel like they're. They feel- 
really are. Yeah, I feel like they're paving the way. I mean, so many of them are represented and are getting out there and they're not afraid to to show themselves as well. So I think I think the British, we're not so great in coming forward as it is. Um, but I'm hoping that will change. I'm slowly pulling people out of the darkness <laughs> or trying to at least. Yeah, I think, I, I think definitely in the United States, I mean, it's so easy on social media, though. It's like it's like Instagram is its own filter. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's just totally like I search female plumbers. I search women in the trade. So I can just pull all that in, and it seems like we're booming. I I love Australia. I feel like their women are so positive. Yeah. And maybe just the accent. I don't know, but I'm always <laughs> smiling watching them. And um. But United States, too, I really, I mean, more across the states than than locally for mm-hmm. me. But I've, I've connected with so many women, um, and they're, the support system, like, there's some competitive ones and some, um, we're on the internet. You really, yeah. we, we're not in competition here. Yeah. So, but... And, and they'll come out of the woodwork, but I feel, I don't know if they just kind of stay away from me because I really, like, don't like that kind of behavior and I'll shut it down. Like, mm-hmm. I do not like women shaming women. And I, I find myself with, like, negative women's thoughts. And like I said before, yeah, I, I try to remember, like, don't be, don't fall into the double standards and that yeah. mentality and just specific, just. You have to call it what it is and, and not not push it through a gender. So, but I really think the United States is, there's so many, I'm going to uh, Women Built Nation in October and I'm so, so excited. Um, and so many of my, you know, so many Instagram friends are going and I can't wait. I'm like, I can't wait to meet all these people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, I chat with and I've cried to and, and they're, you know, sometimes it feels like they're right next door at the next job, but they're, you know, three states away. I feel like I have so many sisters in the trade. I just can't wait to meet some of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I know the same. And when you get to these events, like I've been to a few now and as soon as you get chatting to people, the excitement of, like you say, just finding someone that knows how you feel or knows what you've been through or how much passion you have for your job. Um, that is incredible. And I could chat for hours. I mean, doing this podcast has been amazing, being able to connect with, with people and talk. It doesn't matter what part of the world or what trade you do. We all share um, very similar experiences and you know, it, it brings us together and I think it's amazing. Just talking on the social media side, because the one thing that I really love about your Instagram is is the the brutal honesty of it. You know, there's everything on there from, from waxing to, you know, sitting on the toilet and having pictures to going out wearing a dress, but also wearing your trade boots and <laughs> <laughs> and but also your passion for supporting others and supporting the union and brands as well. So new brands that are coming through that are supporting women in the industry. You know, I know you you preach about Dovetail, which, you know, I need to get on the bandwagon with that. And, um, it, it, yeah, I think the honesty thing sometimes I struggle with because I've always wanted to get, well, I've tried to to be honest and with YouTube and Instagram and, and put as much as the crappy side of the job, as the good side, so that people can really understand what's involved with working in construction industry so they can make a decision based on, I guess, other people's experiences. They're not going in blind thinking, oh, this is amazing. Um, you know, you, you can wear, you, you can wear makeup, of course, you can wear makeup to sight. But um, I just try and give the real story. And I feel like you're really doing that. But sometimes I feel like maybe I give too much and I should bring it in a little bit because I don't want to scare young girls or women off. Do you find that quite a, um, a fine line as well? Or are you just like, hell no, I'm just going to give all? Well, my, it's in my nature to just 
say hell no. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like my honesty is is definitely for the women so that they are aware of what it's like coming in. But mm-hmm. I feel like women coming in generally, I mean, there's certainly some shock value, but know that there's going to be shock value. Hon- my honesty, honestly, is, is more for the men. And it's more, and that's, I mean, with Instagram, it, it really is sometimes I post, not sometimes, almost all the time when I post, I, I think, okay, I probably should take that down. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should edit something. I should probably, like, I think that all the time. And then I think, you know what, like, what is making me think that way? And generally, it's like, you know, I grew up Catholic mm-hmm. and, and nothing against religion, but for me personally, I found it to be very oppressive, um, especially mentally and, and especially against my, you know, my gender. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I always think like, is this Catholic guilt talking or is this a double standard you're throwing out there? Like, yeah, or, I mean, not a double standard I'm throwing out, but, like, are you holding yourself to a double standard? You know, like, you put your butt on Instagram. Now, like, what? what's the deal? Like, certainly, <laughs> I, I love attention. So, you know, like it up, please. I, give me some nice comments. Give me some mean comments. I don't know. You know I, I can take it. Mm-hmm. But my thing, I really just want to kind of numb men to the shock factor of that like women have butts so like it doesn't need everything is like so gender specific it's so sexual specific it's it, like sexuality specific and I just want to I I'm like let's just like wash all that away let's like be body positive mm-hmm. I mean I work in a physical job I'm lucky that I work in a physical job because it really, like, that is where my body comes from. But also, I'm proud of that. Like, this is my body. I I use it for work. I make money off of it. And I think that, you know, men judge women and think that, like, beauty is stupidity Mm -hmm. and not strong. You know what I mean? I'm trying to break, there's like so many things. Like, it's like, I can be sexy and I can put pipe in, like, and I can make sexual jokes and I can actually put pipe in. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, I'm using the pipe to make a sexual joke and haha, I'm, you know, a stupid dizzy girl that, you know, men want to throw on a calendar with a bikini. It's like, oh, throw me on a calendar with the bikini and I'll actually do the plumbing as well. So, so that's where I come, come from with it. And, and also I just, sometimes it's like, you know what? I want, I want this message to get out. And I know the kinds of guys who are going to read this message aren't going to read it until they, they're like, Oh, here's a butt. What's she talking about? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and maybe that's not, maybe I'm coming from, the wrong or coming at it with the wrong idea but this is like I just want to just like wash out that whole like body image thing and and being judgmental about that and and gender and and yeah I just I just want to like blur all those lines like let's just all go to work let's all be for humans let's all be for everyone being successful you know that's I don't know so I, I don't even know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, you did completely. I think. The, okay. Yeah, yeah the, the honesty is. I have, I have some nerves here. I, I talked to my friend yesterday. She did a British accent for for the questions that you sent over. And I, so I have some nerves. I'm like, oh, I, she told me not to do this, and I just did it. <laughs> no, and I always go. I always send questions, but then I'm always like, you know what? Wherever the conversation goes. Um, yeah, because everyone I speak to is different. Everyone has different stories and everyone's passionate about different things. And yeah, your passion definitely shines through um, for both the storytelling of, of selling your trade 
Um, but also, yeah, just how passionate you are about plumbing as well. I like I like down and dirty secrets. So um, what's one of the we'll start off with the bad and then we'll do the good because you're uber positive. So what's one of the worst experiences you've had on site? kind of I think it's worse to be honest yeah like yeah yeah you're stuck with it like you can't you can't you have to heal yourself like from the inside out yeah so okay and and, but, and one of the most like let's flip this on its head and you know some of the most positive experiences do you have anything that sticks in your mind I mean for for sure uh as as bad as some relationships can be I I have met the, some of the most kind and it's like I had said before, like I had really good partners who who still I mean will still reach out to me and check in on me and how how are you doing? Um and and I just think this line of work is fun. So it's very rewarding for me to see something and know that I built it or know that I figured out how to put it together or that I actually did put it together or, you know, to be in that environment, to make friends with guys that I may never see again or make friends with guys that I see in five years and I have to say, sorry, what's your name? I've met 7,000 men. (laughs) And also with jobs that I meet you on, like three guys I had to ask today, they're like, hey, Kelly, I'm like, I don't know, Instagram, (laughs) a different job, did you see my butt yesterday? I don't know. (laughs) What do I think? What do I think? So, but that's just so rewarding and I love that about the industry. So, so my positives are just, like my love for it is it's fun. Like it's not really work and and I get paid really well for it. Yeah. So Yeah, now that all comes back to that. And 
You are, you know, a huge role model and advocate for the LGBT community, as so many other women out there, including myself, are. Um, but I feel, again, like as much as we're unrepresented as a gender women, I feel like that community is also massively underrepresented in the industry. Do you feel, do you feel like that could change in the future? Um, you know, how do we fix that? That would also be, I think, um, breaking down double standards and um, and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The, the LGBTQ community is not. I mean, on, on Instagram and through my filters and hashtags, I have found a, an array of women in the community mm-hmm. who are construction workers, and I would say maybe like five men. Yeah. So, and and that's like five men, and maybe some of them are now, and maybe I'm stereotyping and thinking like, oh, maybe he might be, you know, uh, it's it's terrible. There's and and it's funny because it's a sort of a flip flop effect. Like women have a hard time getting into the trades, but generally, like, and I'm not saying generally as in like mostly, but. If there's someone in the LGBTQ community, they are most likely to be female. Yeah, I think so, you're right. Yeah, I mean, at least out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and and I think that's because of double standards and stereotypes. Men are they they consider being homosexual weak it, it, you know when we have trade wars they use homosexuality to make fun of other trades yeah I'm like that's actually just gender preference it has nothing to do with strength or yeah or uh intelligence or anything you know same thing when you say oh you swing like a girl like well what is a girl a girl is someone with a vagina yeah so what does swing have to do with anything you know like it's it just is you demeaning a whole group of people because the word is fun to use to demean the whole, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I used to, you know, when I was in sixth grade, that was, my sister's like, stop saying that's so gay. So yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't mean it's bad. That's what I said. I don't mean it's bad. I, I can say that's so gay. It's so gay. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. I'm like, okay. And that was before I was even gay. And I stopped saying that's so gay. And then I said other words and I had to think about it. I'm like, well, why do I have to say it? I mean, there's plenty. I always say, it. just use the word douchebag. Like, douchebags are bad for women. Mm-hmm. And so, when I call someone something that's insulting, it's like it's a bad product. So, use the word douchebag. Yeah. Perfect. Doesn't hurt anybody except it just tells women don't dish because it's not healthy. Yeah, um, and Sorry. it goes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 Either way, you know, that's, I, I always say, I'm like, you don't have to say that guy's a, a fag or that guy, you know, the, even worse, the N-word. I'm like, why are we still using the N-word ever? <laughs> I know. Ever. Okay. So, I think it's, in some aspects, there's so many things that still happen on site and I just roll my eyes and think oh my god we've stepped back 20 years and one of them actually I noticed today on your Instagram story I had a conversation with a manager last week and we were discussing uh, certain parts of construction and I mentioned I'm not sure how it came up in conversation but on a site that I was on a few weeks ago I went in to use the toilet and in the office there were uh, pornographic um, magazines all over the table. I mean, they, these were like 20-year-old magazines, that, like the state of them. And he was like, well, you must have got pretty close. And I was like, well, no, it was hard to miss them. I said, but yeah, you know, it, it's a horrible, grotty office that obviously is just all men that work in there. There's no other women on site. I was uh, a visitor. But I was like, it doesn't matter that there's only men on site. I'm like, why are we stepping back like 20 years and that's still acceptable? There's senior management going into that office and they are turning a blind eye to it. And and the guys that we're chatting to were like, no, you didn't really see it, did you? And I was like, I did see it. And they, even they were shocked. They were like, in this day and age, that was something that you used to see 20 years ago. Like, you don't, it's, it has no place in the industry now, especially when you've got managers work, work, walking around, etc. But it, it's not. And I think there's so many 
elements to construction where people are a little bit blindsided and they're like oh no that doesn't happen and actually by showing it like you do and hopefully like I do they can go oh actually oh my god this industry is in some areas stuck in I wouldn't even say 80s I'm going to go back to like cavemen mentality say that the state of the toilets like I think that has to come on um we, we I don't know about you but uh the state of toilets on site because um very rarely do you get do you get a female toilet and if you do get a female toilet then the key sometimes disappears and there's always somebody that's been in and made their mark um I'm like <laughs> I like these guys are, like the toilets are in states of like 20 animals have been in there and I'm thinking they must go home they have wives and girlfriends and boyfriends why you know why do they feel like they can create such devastation at work but that is you know I could write a book on that um <laughs> that needs to change oh, yeah porter potty situations or even bathrooms temporary bathrooms whatever jobs have it is it is insanity what goes on in there. And I'm, I can't lie. Like, I can't ever say that I haven't gone in a porta potty and put the lid down and sat down and smoked a cigarette and, you know, took a break in the porta potty. So I get that sometimes it's a hiding space. I mean, but, but if you shit all over it, then it can't be a hiding space. Yeah. Like, then you, like, you can't smoke a cigarette in there. There's poop everywhere. So I just don't understand, like, and I get, most of it's retaliation. Guys get mad. They don't have toilet paper. And their, their answer is to smear poop on things. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that, that's been explained to me. Or like pee on the walls or pee all over job sites. They're like, well, they won't give me toilet paper. I'm like, is it real? I mean, you month is um he's i would say he's a lot cleaner than some of the guys on site but that's uh that's yeah. a whole lot oh i'm sure that's still to come i am indeed yeah i, I dread to think yeah. but i feel like the construction industry has set me up for motherhood i'm i feel like if i can deal with that 
Um, in fact, I had a conversation today about uh, one guy is going in to have um, the snip. Um, do you guys use that term as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's having the snip and. Yeah, and, and he's, you know, and he's worried and he's talking about all these things and, you know, does it hurt and how long do you have to have off work and, you know, like, do you have to get naked in front of someone? And these two guys were just talking for ages and he was generally really worried. And he looked over to me and he said, do you know anyone that's had it done? And I was like, no, I says, but to be honest with you, until you've had forceps yank a baby out of you, um, I don't really think you've got a lot to worry about. And he just looked at me as he used to say, he had no comeback and he was like, yeah. And it reminds me sometimes when, um, yeah, I've had a bad day at work or if I'm struggling with something physically, I'm like, God, we, the, we should have more representation in the industry just because our ability to produce a child. And I'm kind of giving myself superpowers here. Yeah, so anyone that kind of says to me, oh, physically, can, and I'm like, we are grown to produce amazing human beings and give birth to them that in some situations can be traumatic and extremely painful. So, yes, you can work in the construction industry and lift stuff and, you know, do heavy labour. Um, and anyone that's not had a baby kind of looks at me to say, mm, I'm not sure if I believe it. I'm just hoping years to come if they choose. If they don't, that's great. But if they choose to have kids, they'll be like, oh, I know what she means. Um, yeah, 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 they will. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. It's brutal. But um, I, I always say that, you know, and I always think that it's funny is that we use female terms to describe, like, uh, weakness. Yeah. And, and you know, I guess uh, weak emotions because really mentally and physically – what women go through during childbirth is is incredible. I'm like, why would you call someone a pussy to say they're weak? Like, do you know yeah. what that the body actually does? Yeah, like, call them a because you want to talk about something sensitive or weak. Yes, yeah, balls. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I kick you in the ball sack, you will go down. And if you kick me in the pussy, I'll kick you in the ball sack. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I just, I always think it's, and I say that to guys when they, you know, I, I'm always, always willing to call a guy out, you know, so when he, when he calls someone a pussy or, you know, the F word or a little girl, like, I'm always like, well, is that actually the right term to use let's think about this and they're like oh god here we go you know i'm like seriously like don't demean my female organs because you don't know better like i'll just teach you yeah i'm i'm a rock star like we're superheroes we build humans yeah i yeah Um, raise a glass to that don't ask me for it <laughs> right, I'm gonna wrap this up because I, th- I feel like we could go on for hours and um <laughs> and put the world to right. So let's let's wrap this up with um okay, you have you have more than ten seconds. Maybe I'll give you twenty, maybe thirty, but there is a group of girls in front of you and there's some of them that perhaps wanna work in the construction industry and maybe as plumbers. What do you say to them to sell uh, your job? So uh, it would be easy to sell um, in 10 seconds, uh, physically rewarding. Obviously, in my field, especially with the union, it's very monetarily rewarding. Um, You don't have to endure more school. You don't have to endure school taking on uh, school debt. So that would be like an easy sell. But honestly, I think that for any career that you just really need to look into it. So I don't know that I would want to just sell it real quick like that, mm-hmm. especially, you know, maybe with the gift of gab. I would want them to know like, you know, nitty gritty and like what the bad days are like and what the good days are like. Because male or female, I think 
they need to be aware of what they're coming into. And how many times do we have people in the industry? They're like, I don't want to climb a ladder. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, but you are in the wrong field, my friend. <laughs> like, or even like, I don't want to sweat. You know, I'm, I'm really sorry, but there's no air condition. We're outside. Like this is, this is our industry. So I think, I think male or female, I think, I think it's, would take more than that to to get the right minds in, but but it certainly is so rewarding, like and and easy to sell quickly because of of the rewards of it. Cool. And I would say to anyone um, to you know go follow you, go follow other women on Instagram in trades because I think at the moment. Um, you're selling through your story. Uh, you're giving the good, the bad, and that information is priceless. It's it's better than having someone tell you what a plumber does um, in terms of the physical work, but you're actually sharing a day-to-day experience of what it's like on site. And, and you know, what the thing I love about you as well and, and other Instagrammers, I don't know how you do it because I, I try and it seems impossible, but you share the working day, you actually share the work as well. So it's not just, you know, um, stories about what you have done, like talking to camera, you're actually physically showing people, um, which is a whole new area of social media and education. So on that point, please, everybody go now, follow Kelly on Instagram. You're Tiny Plumber, right? Tiny, yeah, Tiny Plumber Girl. Yeah, Tiny Plumber Girl. How tiny are you? Oh, 4'11". Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I forget the five five foot mark. So we do we do feet and inches. So I'm four feet eleven inches. I guess I think it's like I don't even. Yeah, no, I'm 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 still in feet as well. Yeah, I we do feet. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, it's not too tiny. I mean, I think my mom is four eleven. Um, yeah, and she's from a big Irish family, so that's why she always says it's it, that they're always small because they're Irish. I'm not even sure if that's a thing, but. It's her excuse anyway. Cool. Well, go follow, like I said, a Tiny Plumber Girl. And thanks for being a guest. You've been absolutely amazing. And, um, yeah, I look forward to continuing to follow you on Instagram. You're inspiring a lot of women out there and men. Um, and keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you so much for having me. This no great. I'm so glad we did get to chat. So it was, it was nice to finally connect voice with the face I mean I've, I've seen your videos and such but um but and I'm glad I, I love this podcast and I really I hope that it keeps taking off because I love hearing from all the women that you've been speaking to and I, I appreciate you reaching out to me for this yeah no worries it's an absolute pleasure so it keeps me going and bringing the community across the globe is an incredible thing so yeah hopefully long may it continue and um yeah, I'm at the end of my beer now, so it seems like a, a right time to finish this and, and head to bed. So thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it and hope you have a uh, good afternoon, I'm guessing, over there. Yeah, I'm just hitting the beginning of the evening. So, okay. yeah, but um, time, to, time to go take the kids out and, and, you know, get some energy out. Cool. But thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, I look forward to, you know, We'll continue to chat and Definitely. I look forward to hearing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much, Kelly, and um, take care. All right. Have a good night. And you too. See you later. Bye-bye. Once again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast, folks. Your support means everything. Don't forget to check out the show notes, and I'll be back next week.